All right. Hopefully One, we don't um, two. Okay, 10 seconds. We're going to start with the um, man beating the police officer with American flag again. The irony in these people is beyond motherfucking reason. Like, I don't get it. Well, I do get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, they can't appreciate the, their own irony. Like, that guy beating the man with the American flag, basically beating this man with American liberty. <laughs> and then you got another Trump supporter with the fucking don't tread on me flag. And then he got trampled to death. Oh, man. And then you got the guy who decided he wanted to tase himself in the balls. Actually, we how do, how do you get to that point? Are you just... <laughs> There's no backstory behind it. I don't know how it happened because I'm so curious as to was the taser in his pocket? Yeah, did he like did he like trigger it or something like? Or was, was he trying to make it look like he had a big dick and he put the tra- the taser in his underwear and then it went off? Was he trying to make himself look look tough? Like, hey guys, look at me, I am strong. And then he tased himself and just that was the last time he touched something. The the last thing, just just think about this. Like, you're dying. You're dying knowing that the last thing your penis touched was a vault, or or a lot of vaults. <laughs> Yo, like, social Darwinism is amazing. <laughs> we thank Darwin enough for that theory because he was oh, spot on. And I don't feel sorry for these motherfuckers. Like, you shouldn't have been there. You shouldn't have been doing what you were doing. And if you're not. Rioting is like sex. You, if you're not healthy enough to riot, if you're not healthy enough to have sex, you shouldn't riot. I would, uh, I would throw something back at you because I will definitely, I will definitely, you know, risk it. Definitely risk it. It's the last ride. I'll risk it for the biscuit. Risk it for the biscuit, or yeah, a lot of biscuits, or you know, whatever analogy you want to throw at at this at that point, man. Um. Yeah, the last ride. Do you remember Undertaker? Is what that was Undertaker's move, wasn't it? It was when he was Taker. That was his move. Oh, he was. See, I didn't even know he took. He changed names. Why would you do that? Remember, he was Undertaker, and that's when he was like dead and all that. And then he wanted to become the American badass, and he rode a Harley, and that's when he was Taker. See, I still just called him Undertaker. No, he was Taker, and his his finishing move was the last ride. I don't remember. What was that chokeslam called? Chokeslam from hell? Oh, yeah, because he's like... Imagine, dude, this motherfucker is seven feet tall. When he raises his arm, he's probably ten feet. You're ten feet in the air getting slammed down. I mean, it was fake. But you're ten feet in the air getting slammed down on your fucking head. Yeah, man, that... Uh, yeah. So, I, it's, I look back at it now, and it's like, how does a chokeslam hurt worse than any other slam? Because, like, they're slamming you the same way, but they're just grabbing you at the throat this time. And that's when I realized that I need to stop watching wrestling. When it, when it start, when it, when stuff just stopped making sense to me, <laughs> I'm like, I don't watch it anymore just because it's bullshit. But who is your, who, who was your favorite wrestler back in the day? Oh, Shawn Michaels, man. Shawn Michaels. Oh my God, Shawn Michaels! I, I I never could get down with Shawn Michaels. The heartbreak kid, man, had to had to throw that little kick at the back of your head. Well, you that know, was a dumb finishing move. I, I mean, ninety percent of the moves were dumb. I like. Okay. Oh, you know what? You know, hurt worse than a, than a choke slam. 
A jackknife powerbomb. Well, oh, man. Yeah, when he grabbed the he gave you the little wedgie before he dropped you down. He gave you a wedgie to humiliate you a little bit. And then you just dangling by this man's arm. Oh. 10 feet up in the air, 12 feet up in the air. And then he just suplexes you almost. Well, hands on top of you. Imagine, like, he picks you up in the air and then his hands just slip, man. It is, it's just kind of over. It's over for everyone at this point. Someone's going to die. <laughs> I, I, yeah, somebody going to turn to Owen Hart or something. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. That was dark. <laughs> that was dark. On that note, guys, welcome to my what's, favorite. Welcome to What's Brewing, man. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at What's Brewing, bruh. Uh, email us at What's Brewing, bruh, at gmail.com. Jesse, what's your what's your your social medias? Uh, my personal Instagram. You can see me at uh, it's underscore gooch. You can get at my business at j. Epps writing services. Uh, if you feel like following me on Facebook, Jesse Epps. Um, uh, my my posts are entertaining. I don't be on Twitter anymore, unfortunately. Uh, I used to love to be on Twitter, as I said in the previous episode. But I'm, I'm not on Twitter. That's for the kids. I'm not a kid no more. I'm almost thirty. Oh wow, Twitter is the shit, man. Like I even stepped forward and created a new Twitter because I called Candace Owens a coon. You called her a coon or a cunt? Coon, C O O N. Oh, I would call her. I mean, well, you know, just find the worst terms on earth and apply apply them to her. Um, <laughs> what's the female version of Uncle Tom? Man, look, Coon goes under all of that. I, I ain't so, saying that. I'm white. I'm not saying that shit. Well, sure, but that's what she is because I don't know. I don't know the female version of it. Like, even if you're a female coon, you're an Uncle Tom to me. So, <laughs> anyways, man, how's your week? How how was your week, man? What you been up to? Uh this this past weekend, like every married man, I wasn't watching sports for most of the day. I was at this store called At Home getting bar stools. That's a good store. And, oh, and a welcome mat. I got a welcome mat too. You so motherfucking generic, man. You so <laughs> head ass. My, I ain't never like what two years old and was faded. And we were like, we need a new welcome mat. So I got me a welcome mat. It says home, but the O is like a heart. The thought just I just know that no matter how old I get or how deep in the marriage I get, a welcome mat will never cross my mind. Like, I would never be like, shit, I need a welcome mat today. Like, <laughs> that'll be on the way at the bottom of the list of things I, I think I might want. Like, a fucking, I'm about to go get a table that has, like, a bunch of beer can tops on it. And I think that's more important to the house than the fucking welcome mat. Bro, but when you, get, when you get in a serious relationship, she's going to make you throw that shit out. That's a fucking lie. That shit is going to be at the Salvation Army. No, nah, it ain't. I'm the fucking Salvation Army around here. The only thing you're gonna be using that table for is to play beer pong. No, because the table's the table's like a little coffee table. That's why it's so cool, man. I could just rest my feet up and everything. It's oh, yeah. a cool table. That'll be the first thing to go when you get in a serious relationship. And I ain't gonna I nah man. The woman will be gone before the fucking table goes. <laughs> you gonna sacrifice <laughs> love over a table? Uh love is the table. 
Love is the table. Okay. Or table is love. Well, however you want to put that shit, man. <laughs> well, so my weekend, it was my birthday weekend and everything. So um Friday I got incredibly incredibly drunk at a pizza place. Mm. That if that doesn't sound 30. How every you, 30 year old drunk story starts. Yeah, man. It, I got incredibly drunk at a pizza place. <laughs> and then I hung out with a friend of mine and I ended up staying at her place. I woke up about nine or so a.m. because it was that was my actual birthday. And she was like, I woke up and I'm feeling good and everything. And I'm like, man, so like, man, last night was fun and everything. She's like, bro, you peed on my floor. <laughs> and I'm like, I did what? She's like, you peed on my floor. And I'm like, damn, man. Like, I'm sorry, but no, I'm not. I'm sorry, but. I'm sorry. It's my birthday. I'm sorry. And she's like, your birthday is not an excuse for you to pee on someone's floor. <laughs> so that that's uh, how I spent my birthday. Outside of being extremely hungover and having just the worst freaking indigestion. Man, I've been popping I've been popping fucking tums all week. I saw, like I saw that on, on Facebook. I was like, this guy is washed up. Yo. I'm washed up. Word, washed man. Up. My tums washed up. Yo, Tom's Tom's is is a lifesaver at these at this point. Like I ain't gonna tell you, bro. When you were eighteen, did you ever think you'd be thirty? Talk about man, I love me some Tom's. I had never had Tom's until like until like six months ago. Never had a Tom before in my life. <laughs> never had a freaking Tom. I love the commercials. The commercials were cute. Were cool. Ow, thank you. Ow, that's thirty two. Yeah, man, the commercials were cool and everything, but yeah, uh, I feel every bit of 30. I feel hungover to like Wednesday. Wow. I, right. I laid around all day Sunday just reflecting on my weekend. Like, Trey, you, you do realize you can't do this dumb shit well, anymore. What were you drinking? Man, shit. I don't know, man. I I do know. Okay, I'm lying. I drank a lot of beer um, on Friday, and then Saturday... I do know that I knocked out a few different beers and then a six pack of nine on ponce. And if anyone has had nine on ponce, that's like a very strong beer. I knocked out a whole six pack of that. Is it IPA? Yeah, strong AF. Matter of fact, that's in my top. That's my top five, man. That's good. You're gonna hate me when I say this. IPA. No, IPA is trash. IPA. Okay, well, you're on the wrong podcast to be shit talking <laughs> IPA. I'm just telling you that right now. Oh man. Anyways. And then I started taking some shots and everything. Te- um say what? Tequila. No, man. I missed tequila. I didn't even hit up no tequila last weekend. I did some Tito's. We drank some Tito's, took some shots, and I drank some I mean, I drank I sang some Beyonce. Tito's gives me diarrhea. Oh, well, I'm well maybe you need some thumbs. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna send you some tums halfway across the country. <laughs> did you did you hook up with anybody? No, no, nah, man. man. I don't do that. You don't do that. You're a good wholesome boy. Yeah, man. I'm a growing boy, man. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't even send any like no you up text or any of that, man. I was just drinking, having a good old time. Dead ass. 
You have evolved. <laughs> I guess. I guess, man. We'll see. We will see. Until next time I get drunk, we'll see if I start sending, start throwing out them you, them you up three-pointers and shit. <laughs> Anyways, man, you uh, you see that your, that your boy, your president, got impeached again, man. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I saw he got impeached again. <laughs> and that concludes our <laughs> Donald Trump talk for the week. <laughs> I really feel like him getting impeached twice kind of sums up the last four years. Right. Well, you know what? Like, I thought, I thought, like, early in his campaign when he like got on pub got on public stage in the rally and started making fun of Stephen Hawking. I was like, oh, he's done. And, he, and it's only gotten worse since. Yeah, like it feels like every day under a Trump presidency feels like we're watching an episode of South Park. Oh man. Like and at this point we've been desensitized to his bullshit. Cause he'll say some things before and I if he would have said it like three years ago, I'd been like, what? Now I'm just like, oh, is that Donald? That's Donald. Don't you mind him? Oh. Like we're like, oh. we're like an embarrassed house guest, and the rest of the world is our guest. Like don't don't mind Donald. He's just in the corner pissing, in the corner. Yeah, the man. He's like he's he's Donald. Is he's the drunk tray. Who... He's just pissing on the floor. Right. Yeah, man. He's pulling his dick out and he's humping. <laughs> Your neighbor. <laughs> Don't mind him. He's grabbing her by the pussy. He grabbed her by the pussy 20 times. Don't mind Donald. He's just that's Donald. He's just what he does. You know him. Hey, in the in the mental health field I work in, we say he ain't right. That's all that's all you say. The man ain't right. Or like a grandma would say, bless his heart. Bless his heart. He just need he just needs some prayer. Just a little bit of prayer. We're gonna keep him uplifted in prayer. Oh man! While he's in and, jail. Oh yeah, the motherfucking going to jail, man! I cannot wait for that shit. Hey, do you? Do you? Okay, do you think all these Trump supporters? Do you think they're gonna finally wake up and be like, "Oh, okay, you know what? He was probably that bad." Or do you think they're still gonna have like this big galvanizing thing where anytime something is against him, they just love him more? They feel like he's this big. This underdog story that people need to wrap around. Like, what do you think was gonna is gonna happen nah, once he gets arrested? Because nah, it's, it's coming. Nah, bro. Th- this, these people are so deep in the matrix; they're never gonna acknowledge that they were lied to. He's gonna always be their martyr. Um, they're never gonna re- acknowledge reality. I mean, if you can't acknowledge that this motherfucker lost by eight million votes, you're never gonna acknowledge that he committed crimes and he lied to you and he got you to be his pawn pretty much. So no, I don't think that'll ever happen. Well, and you know what's funny? Now that you say eight million votes, I it never even it never even clicked to me that like they're all out here act saying that he got seventy five million votes. The man got seventy four point two million votes and they just rounded that shit up. <laughs> To seventy five, like that's that's a lot of votes that you just rounded right now. <laughs> I mean, it is it is a little disheartening that seventy four point two million people felt he w- was qualified to run this country. I mean, that's a little disheartening, and that's the only good thing I could think of about my grandmother being dead. You know, she died what twenty nineteen, and the only thing I could think of was God, one less Trump supporter in this world. 
Oh man. I know that's fucked up to think when your grandma dies, but I thought that. Well, you know, it it could have been like that one dude who registered his his dead mom to vote. <laughs> that was bad. Trump was the one saying that dead people were voting for Biden, but sounds to me like based on what you just said, there are Trump supporters who are trying to get uh, their dead relatives to vote for him. Well, you know, I didn't even make too much light about that because if you were to show something like that to a Trump supporter, they'd be like, see, I told you. <laughs> and it's like, but it's like, no, this is one of you. And they'll still be like, but we told you that there's some rigging. And it's like, of course, we all know that there's some some kind of rigging and fraud and something in every single election. But there's not enough to over to for it to be that overwhelming. Because if it were it would have been caught early. Yo, yo, not to Soon. not to go on a tangent, but you remember that guy who stormed the Capitol who was wearing a Viking helmet? Yeah. He calls himself the QAnon shaman. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh and he got arrested. <laughs> and now he wants a pardon from Trump. <laughs> Oh no, that ain't happening. The QAnon shaman wants a party. Well, it's crazy. It's 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 so funny because like I got Trump supporter friends who took pictures of him, and no, they didn't even take like actual photos of him. They found like cutout photos of him at a at Black Lives Matter rallies, and it was like, see, told you, like. This is Antifa, and then you <laughs> actually look at the real picture, and it's like, he, he's holding the sign that says "QAnon sent me." <laughs> and well, so okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go at this, and then we'll we'll get off that. We'll get off this this whole capital thing. People, they're saying Antifa was part of this, but like Antifa is an extreme leftist organization. One of their biggest points is coronavirus. You think they're going to sacrifice themselves not wearing masks and possibly getting the virus just to make Trump supporters look bad? Yeah. Like, did you see anyone with a mask at that right? Not, not, not a soul. Not a soul had on a mask. So if this were Antifa, do you honestly believe they were going to go to that far heights or lows just to make Trump supporters look bad? Hell no, Speaking man. What? Speaking of Antifa, <laughs> I just want to talk about the name of the, the, the name Antifa. Let's break that down. Anti, against, fa, fascism. You have a president who is against Antifa. Like, that should tell you this motherfucker is a fascist. You don't like Antifa. Right. How can you be against people that don't like fascism? And and it's so funny because the way he spits about them, like, I don't really know much about Antifa, to be honest. I think like, they're great people. I, I don't know much about them either. I don't know much about them, but the way he talks about them is like they are fucking, they're, they're the rest of the winter soldiers that uh, Baron Zemo went to go try to rescue from Russia. <laughs> That's what he makes. He talks about it like we talk about Trump supporters. (laughs) Right. Like they're just walking around, just slicing people up. Like I, I didn't, I honestly didn't know what Antifa was until the damn, 
into the freaking debate when he was talking to, when he said, "Yeah, man, I'll denounce whoever." And then the first thing he said was Antifa, and I'm like, "No, he, right. they didn't ask you." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> my understanding of Antifa is that there is a small faction of them that is militant and they're in Portland, Oregon, and they like to fight Trump supporters, which I think is a noble cause, if you ask me. Uh, right. But speaking of Antifa, I saw on Facebook this person had a, at, the, at the riot had on a shirt that said anti-Antifa. <laughs> so you're for fascism. Okay, great. Dude. There, there were so many incriminating things, like just the shit they were wearing. There was one dude who had on had on a hoodie that said "January 6th, Civil War." <laughs> there was one dude who had on a hoodie that said "Camp Auschwitz." I, I heard about that, but I didn't see the like. What what is Camp Auschwitz? That is that was a um. I know what Auschwitz a, was. A I, I know, what, but what's Camp Auschwitz? It was a, it was like a holding camp, like a, I forgot, concentration camp where like millions of people died. Oh, so you know, it's that. Like, oh, oh. Yeah, man. You know when when they tell you like, hey, yo, y'all gonna take a shower, but they they go take a shower, they never come back out. Like they're turning on so, the water, they turn on the gas. You know, leading people. Great. Yes, that's it. Was a mass extermination camp. That's all it was. So for these dudes out here, like you're wearing, you're beating people with American flags. You're wearing cap also with hoodies. You're, wearing, You're the QAnon shaman with a Viking helmet. Why? Why a shaman would wear a Viking helmet? It's beyond me, dude. And it's a it's a bad Viking helmet at that. Like, just just you are pantomiming what you think Vikings were. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> you don't even know what a Viking is. What the fuck kind of helmet is that? We're, we're gonna have to look that up. It looked point. like he went to Flavor Flav's house and just stole a hat. Yeah, he he absolutely. That's exactly what he did. He stole he stole flavor flavors flavor flaves hat. Hell, he probably got his clock somewhere because he thought that was some kind of pro Trump thing. He got the clock. The, the clock says you're running out of time, Antifa. The the <laughs> the clock says it's at at six o'clock or whatever time it was. We're gonna go storm the Capitol. That's that's. My big old clock, and I'm at the front. And by the when the time when the clock hits this, we gonna motherfucking rush that shit. That's exactly why he got that big ass clock. He had no clue that this was a public in a public enemy token. <laughs> hey, the motherfuckers ain't storming nothing now because you know the Capitol got walls around it now. That you remember, you know that wall that Trump was trying to board, build on the southern border. Now his home is surrounded by a wall. Well. Did you know that they tried to that they when for like the Portland protests they built like fences and shit in Portland they had all these people I think it was Portland it might have been DC honestly but they knew that there was a a protest coming and they had all these fucking people ready all these people ready to go and there was nobody there waiting to stop these people on the six and. If you can't see the irony in that one, or not even irony, if you can't see the difference in that one, man, I don't. There would have been a thousand dead bodies on the ground had that been a, a Black Lives Matter riot. I'm not even going to say protest because we all we both know the difference. But you know, they again, like we said last week, they want to put both of those. They want to put all that shit together. And then what's funny is 
they accused Antifa of starting the riot. They said that it wasn't Trump supporters that started the riot. It was Antifa. But y'all did the y'all did the same thing to Black Lives Matter. Y'all infiltrated Black Lives Matter with these Klan members and these fucking Proud Boys and people, and then had them act like fucking Black Lives Matter people and break windows and start riots. Well, they said Antifa started those, and they lied. <laughs> they, so they're saying Antifa is starting all this shit. They give Antifa too much credit because uh, up until 2020, halfway through 2020, I had never heard of Antifa. I don't even know who them dudes is, man, or dudes are. I don't even know who them motherfuckers are, man. Like, <laughs> they don't sound like bad people to me. <laughs> <laughs> they sound like the patriots that claim that, that the Trump supporters claim they are. Oh, man, they do. They do. <laughs> Anyways, man, we'll we'll get off this. So did you catch the freaking national championship? I did, and it was a great game. Devontae Smith would have had 400 yards receiving if he didn't happen to dislocate two fingers. Oh, see, I didn't even know that happened. I fell asleep. I fell asleep at halftime, man, because I'm like, yo, these dudes, Ohio State, it's it's you can tell that this is a, a northern school by their linebackers. You can tell because – yeah, because they yeah they suck. They're bad. Like I honestly think I'm telling you, I honestly think Clemson would have put up a better fight. Even though Ohio State beat the brakes off them, I promise you, Clemson would have put up a better fight because they at least got corners, a lot of corners. Ohio State had two corners and just a bunch of white slow dudes from fucking Michigan, <laughs> just trying to, trying to keep up with Devontae Smith and not to get all nerdy and stuff, but like Sark. Man, Sark had a had one of those games, man. He probably drank before the game. He was in rare form. In rare form out there just drawing up shit. I ain't never seen I ain't never seen a number one receiver go in such as much motion and all these shifts and all this stuff that that he did the other day, man. Like the dude never you know like traditionally, the number one receiver just lines up on the outside and runs his routes. Yeah. But Devontae Smith, they like, nah, fam, we finna, dog, you finna go out the backfield, you finna run in motion this way, you finna run this way, and then when we say height, you gonna stop and turn around and run the there's, other way out the backfield. And there's no stopping it. it. Was, there's no stopping it. There was no, there's no stopping it. There was literally no He's stopping it. Because the way that they ran offense will always create a mismatch for him. They did the same thing against, they did the same thing against LSU and Stingley. Um, Stingley is the best corner in football is I mean, he in college. Is he though? Wait, who you think's better? Wasn't Stingley, Don't get wasn't Stingley hurt all anything. season? Yeah, he was hurt all season. And Patrick season. Sertan yeah. is a safety, I believe. So I wouldn't compare the two, but he's a corner. I, I don't know enough about college corners, but I, all I know is Stingley was hurt all season. And yeah. Stingley got didn't he get accused of not having not playing with enough effort? Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I mean, if you're trying that. to make it to fail, you need to play with some effort. Dude, he is going to be a first-round pick. That whole you don't play with enough effort shit is dumb. It's dumb as hell. That don't make no sense. When you're a first-round pick you're and, and your team ain't good, I'm not saying he wasn't out there trying, but who gives a flying damn if people say you ain't playing with effort, they said the same thing about Clowney and Clowney. And Clowney was is, shit. All, all, 
No, Conley was good. All, his whole career. He was hurt first two seasons. He been hurt the last two seasons, and he ain't did nothing. In the wait, do you? Wait, hold up. Let me let me hit you with a stat. Did you know that Jadavion Clowney was third in the league last season and getting to the quarterback the fastest? Bro, I don't give a fuck about that shit. If you ain't sacking that motherfucker, I don't care how many times you hit him if it ain't sacks. I don't care how many pressures well, you get. Who can, but what pressures are it? Pressures is pressures a don't mean very, that very, very shit to me. That's the reason yes, they do. why Jadavion Clowney has three sacks in two years, and he and I would not pay him. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not. If sacks, if wait, 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 hold up. If pressures didn't matter that much, and if sacks mattered all that much, do you think that like these quarterbacks, if they're just getting pressured or not sacked, they like just dropping bombs on people? No, they they throwing picks, they throwing incompletions, they timing them off and all that shit. What do you mean? A, you a don't good, care about a pressure. Yeah. Don't care about pressure, man. You could pressure Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady all day. They're gonna get that. They're gonna, they gonna no. get that you, and, and complete the pad. Bro, okay. Look at Super Bowl, the uh, Super Bowl two thousand seven. I don't even know that. I think it was. I think it was Super Bowl forty one. Tell me, pressures don't mean shit. The Patriots was the greatest offense ever, and they scored. 10 points or 14 what? points. Don't tell me. Pressures. They plan against Jason Pierre-Paul and Michael Strahan? Yes, and they didn't get that many sacks. They got a bunch of pressures, and Tom Brady didn't do shit. Bro, Aaron Donald is not getting paid $20 million a season to pressure the quarterback. He's getting paid $20 million a season to knock that motherfucker out and get the ball out of his hand. No. So defensive tackles don't get paid to get sacks. Aaron Donald is getting paid to get sacks. Aaron Donald is getting paid because he's a defensive tackle who gets sacks. Yeah, I, I know he's a fucking freak of nature who can get twenty sacks a season easily. Anyways, I don't even know we were on the national championship <laughs> because <These> tangents. <laughs> uh, what what do you think about Justin Fields, man? Because people started talking shit about Justin Fields right away, and I'm like, are y'all motherfuckers crazy? Um. I didn't have a problem with his play. I mean, he could only do what his team around him was allowing him to, you know. And the whole game, they were playing pick. Uh, they were playing catch up. They wasn't. Trey Sermon got hurt on the first fucking carry of the game, so they couldn't run the ball. Dude, the backup had two touchdowns. I, I just feel as though, honestly, remember two episodes ago, I told you Ohio State and Notre Dame did not deserve to be in the playoff. And Alabama beat right. both of them motherfuckers. I mean, yeah. Handedly. But also, also who, who? I mean, I know we said this, but th- there was just no one else that was going to be able to get in and do anything. You feel as though Alabama was that dominant that they had to win the championship? There was nobody in college football who was going to beat Alabama this year. Nobody. There was nobody who's gonna have have a a it within seventeen points of beating. So you don't feel as though Texas A&M could have played them twice and beat them again? Hell no. Nick Saban playing you for the second time in the season. Jimbo, Hell Jimbo, no. you know, Jimbo knows the X's and O's just as well as as uh, what's his name, Nick Saban. So, and how many? National championships does Jimbo have? One. Okay, most people have one. Not everybody's Nick Saban with seven national championships. Jimbo, 
Ojimbo also played with 19 NFL starters on his team. He played with Jalen Ramsey, Derwin James, and all them other motherfuckers on the same team. He don't count. You you better win the national championship with that. Okay, team. but okay, so you're saying he's not he he has talent, but he's not a great coach. I'm saying he ain't Nick Saban. Nick Saban has probably more NFL players on his team than 19. What I'm talking about, great, good NFL players. Name 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 five really good NFL players that went to Bama. Of uh, Derrick Henry. Okay. Fucking Julio Jones. Calvin okay, Ridley. Two. Okay. I hate three. to say Amari Cooper, but Amari Cooper. Oh, Mark Cooper's awesome. Don't I, hate to Mark, say it. That's uh, Mark Cooper's trash, but um, Mark. He's the best route runner. What the fuck? Anyway, Mark Ingram. Mark, no. Mark Ingram Yo, is Mark, okay. He's not oh, that back good. Like five, six seasons ago before Kamara got to the no. no. no, don't give me motherfucking Mark Ingram. Hell no. Get that shit out of my face. Give me um, I, I gave you four, so. Who else? Let's see. Defensive side of the ball, you got Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. Okay, Marcel I'll, Darius. I'll Marcel Darius. Uh, what's that dude? Payne. Payne. Place for place for Washington on the D line. You said Marcel. Yeah, Darius. yeah, Marcel Darius. Marcel Darius is okay. 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 Well. I named you a lot of players. It ain't hard. It's Alabama. We ain't, talk, okay. we ain't talking about Florida Gulf Coast. We're talking about Alabama here. Yeah, but what do you what do you know about freaking Florida Gulf Coast in football? Do they even have a fucking team? I don't know. I know they had a basketball team that beat what they beat Duke a couple years ago. No, they didn't beat Duke. They beat Kansas. They beat somebody. They beat Kansas and they, they almost beat Florida State. I watched that shit. I watched the whole thing. The dude missed a dunk, and then next thing you know, Florida State just started whooping that ass. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all right, we're done with that. <laughs> okay, now we got two. This is a two-parter here. We got Kyrie disappearing from the oh. Nets, and then we got Dave Harden getting traded to the Nets. Please, 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 because I know you want. I know you wanted to go off on a tangent about this, and I really wanted to hear your thoughts. I, I, I was watching First Take the other day, and Stephen A. Smith said something I agree with. He said Kyrie Irving needs to retire. I, I agree because Kyrie Irving obviously does not give a fuck, not one fuck about basketball. Like I don't even know yet why the reason he left. It's probably some inner spiritual thing he'll tell you about. I don't know the motherfucker. The motherfucker. Claims to be Native American. Maybe he is. Who knows? But that's why he be, be out on the court burning sage. First off, why are you burning sage <laughs> at a basketball court? Man, he was in Boston, man. He had to get rid of the He demons. is the demon. He is the demon. He is a fucking team cancer. <laughs> well, I mean, he I mean, he did that and he got rid of himself, turned he, out. His teams, minus when LeBron was on his team, his teams are better when he doesn't play, and he doesn't play a lot because the motherfucker will get hurt and miss about 30 to 40 games a season. Except for when LeBron was on his team, he was playing at least 40, 50, 60 games a season. So Kyrie will give you a good 50, 50 games a season. Don't get me wrong. Kyrie has talent. 
but he don't have enough talent to where he could be a diva like he's been doing. I think he does. He just doesn't play enough to be a diva like he's been doing. And then he thinks he's so smart. But, and like, I was looking at what Charles Barkley said. He said, they don't. What do you say? When he talks, I'm like, what is he saying? And what is he trying to say? He, t- he starts talking about what an artist is. What a, he's a basketball player. That's what he is. Listen, we're not frontline responders. We're not teachers. Yo, man, you dribble a basketball. Stop acting like you're the smartest person in the world. I agree with that. <laughs> if you, if, if well, he, he, he smart, is very, he's a very, if he smart was that person. smart, if he, smart. but if, if he was that smart, would he have fallen for the flat earth theory? Remember that a couple years ago when Kyrie Irving was in a fucking post press conference talking about flat earth theory, like it was some legitimate shit. So I, I don't think he fell for it. I do think he, like I said, he does think he's smarter than a lot of people. And he, he had himself a theory. Which was, I mean, albeit a very dumb theory. The but, dumbest theory. You know, there are some people who think they're smarter than other people's and they will believe some wild shit. It, <laughs> it's so infuriating watching him just leave his thing. Like, I understand, you know, Kyrie Irving's a sensitive person. He needs time to himself. But the season is going on. You just set out half of last season. And I don't even think he went to the bubble. Did the Nets even make it to the bubble? Uh, no. Okay, so he said. No, they did. No, they did make it to the bubble. He just didn't. He play. sat out half of last season. Didn't play in the bubble. Don't even know if he was at the bubble. And now here you are. You have a chance to prove that you and Kevin Durant can be a force in the East. And you missing in action. Didn't tell nobody where you at. But we can find a video of you dancing with your sister at a birthday party. Like at this point, we have to we have to put our brain cells together and realize Kyrie Irving does not care about basketball. Do you think he's kind of like Josh Rosen? Do you remember Josh Rosen? Josh Rosen, the quarterback. The quarterback. He was he was kind of the same way. He was incredibly intelligent and um just you know just didn't really care a whole bunch. And it 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 really did it really did hinder his his football. I've um, never heard anybody career. say that about Josh Rosen. And I feel as though if you're an athlete, it is great to care about more than just basketball or football. You don't want to be a dumb jock, right? Love intelligent yeah. athletes. I love athletes who care about more than what's in their bank account or on their team. Who care about societal issues. You know that's why LeBron James is as powerful as he is because he loves it. He he will speak out, but. Kyrie, <laughs> I'm just so I'm just so done with Kyrie. Like you, you are a player who can give me 28 in your sleep. That's great, but you also don't play defense. You are a defensive liability. Your team plays better when you're on the bench. That should tell you something. You ever heard of any of the LeBron James teams not doing great when he's on the bench? They t- they do terrible when he's not on the t- on the on the court. Yeah, I. I... I don't know. I, I do get. I do see the facts. You know, he. I don't want to. I'm trying to not call him a cancer because, like, I just don't want to do that. But the facts are there. He is a team cancer. Like <laughs> he, he did before LeBron came and helped him win a championship. The Cavs were winning 25 games a season, and Kyrie wasn't doing shit except looking good while doing it. I'll give him that. Kyrie is a great ball handler. He can shoot. 
You know, he's he can score, but he can't win. He don't know how to win. Kyrie wasn't doing shit before LeBron got there. LeBron came, helped this man win a championship, and then manufactured a beef between him and LeBron and got himself traded to the, to the Celtics. Like, LeBron, the yeah. only reason why your ass ever won more than 30 games in a season. <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen for the rest of the season? Especially because, like, they got – they got hard enough in there. So what do you think is going to happen? Because I have a theory that um, they they weren't going to trade for Harden until they figured out what was going – until they – Until like, Harden basically threw his team under the bus? Yeah. It wasn't even – not even that. It was just until they saw – because I think they knew that – or at least had a feeling that Kyrie was going to pull some shit. So they was like, man, we're going to leave this Harden thing along until – Kyrie pulled some shit. So Kyrie pulled that shit, and then Harden, Then they were like, okay, cool. We'll take Harden now. So now, if they wanted to, they could trade Kyrie. And as much as we like to say Kyrie is a is a cancer and all that stuff, someone's going to trade for him. Like, someone's going to do Who, it. the Knicks? I mean, the Knicks? Sure. I mean, the Knicks, right, would, yeah, the Knicks absolutely. Trade right into a terrible team, please, so we can see how much Kyrie really loves basketball. So do you think um, – what do you think about Harden going there? I'm just glad the Rockets finally got rid of Harden. Harden is a great player. But when you get in the press conference and you say you pretty much throw your team under the bus and say, we don't have no talent. <laughs> like. Which is a fucking lie. Like, I thought they were, I mean, at least they, okay. They like, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs or anything. They win a championship. But they, have, they, have, they have talent on the team. But if you really are as, are the best player in the league like you say you are, you should be able to lead that team to at least the Western Conference Finals. I don't know. The West is kind of deep. But at least lead them to the playoffs, right? At least lead them to the playoffs, which I didn't think they were going to make this year. But I, I didn't think they were a bad team. I mean, now they got fucking Victor Oladipo. And Johnny, yeah, they're going to be Demarcus good. Cousins. Whenever I think Oladipo is still recovering from an injury, but no, he's back. He had a really good game the other night. I think this is going to be a good team. Like they they <laughs> got rid of their distraction. Now they can finally play. They don't have to bite their tongue when they're around James Harden and when he's acting like a diva. Because James Harden is another diva too. <laughs> yeah, and the man going to strip clubs a in the middle of a pandemic and b while you fat. And that man came to practice. <laughs> came to came to camp. What twenty pounds overweight? That man. I mean, he's still out there balling, but it just looks bad. It just looks bad that you that you fat now and you sitting here talking about how your team. Sucks. <laughs> and then, like, he's not, he's not even playing like he normally plays. Like you could tell, he's not giving it a hundred percent. I mean, that's because he just wanted to be traded. He didn't want to be. But there. as far as how I think it's going to go in Brooklyn, I think he makes Brooklyn a better team. Um I think him and Kyrie are going to get into it just because they're going to fight over who gets who needs to get the ball. And, of course, Kyrie is going to be a diva about it. And so I think – I'm not sure whose numbers are going to suffer. I know it's not going to be KD. No, KD yeah. could play with anyone and drop 30. I think Kyrie's <laughs> numbers are going to suffer because Harden is not giving that ball up. I think they're going to have to trade right. Kyrie. They are because Harden uh, and Harden are not going yeah. to coexist. Not to mention, Harden doesn't play defense, and neither does Kyrie. So they're going to be giving up 150 points a game. Yeah, man, you uh, 
I saw a tweet the other day that said, you set two screens and you're going to score on that <laughs> easily. Set two screens, you're going to score on that. <laughs> like you, have, you have players, right, like LeBron, who is older in his career, who takes possessions off playing defense and picks and chooses when he plays defense. He can do that because he's a great defensive player. But you got James Harden who just won't play defense. You have Kyrie who just won't play defense. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, when this, his first game has got to be coming up soon. It's got to be at least this week because they play like, you know, they got the shortened schedule, so they play like every um, other day. I, I want to like see when, when they play the Rockets. <laughs> I want to see Harden play the Rockets because I know DeMarcus Cousins is going to fight him or something. Yeah. I know he's going to fight him. <laughs> no man, Demarcus Cousins don't fight no more. Did you see the other day? What happened? Uh, him and Marquis Morris. Um, him and yeah, they got into it, and I'm sitting here watching. Like, damn, I would have loved to see that fight, but I know, I know, like Demarcus just he he like, man, I ain't about it no more. I ain't about that life no more, y'all. I ain't trying to fight. Like, he he's what twenty eight. I think he older than that. Like, and, shoot, his body older than that now. He he ain't been the same since he tore that Achilles, and then also tore his ACL. Yeah, that sucks. That sucks. But, well, we will see how it goes. Last thing before we roll up out of here, man. The playoffs, NFL playoffs, are in the full effect, full swing. And the Browns won. First of all, uh, what do you think about that? And second of all, what do you think about is what what's going to go on this next round? Because I, I don't have the games in front of me. I'll pull the games up in front of me. I got them in front of me right here. I did not – I could not have predicted the ass-kicking the Browns would give the Steelers. Um, and it started on the first play of the game. Like, yeah. I don't know what Marquise Pouncey was, Marquise Pouncey was thinking. Maybe. Well, when I, see, when I see snaps like that, I literally just think that the center was just trying to snap it too – snap it so fast so he could block whoever's in front of him. That's – that's the first thing I yeah. thought. I mean, because he just, he just I could not have predicted that the Browns would, would win like that. And I'm happy for them. I'm glad that their franchise one made it to the playoffs for the first time in what? How many years was it? 18, and got their first got their first playoff victory since I was two years old. <laughs> you see, well. My choice, my, my biggest prediction was that the Washington football team was going to beat the Buccaneers. And as you saw, I was almost right. They almost came back and won that game with Taylor Heineken under center. Never. Oh, man. Man, Heineken, man. Cracked that Heineken. Heineken open. is garbage, got him. but Taylor Heineken did great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I saw – were you doing that thing when you were watching the Browns game and you were like, I don't care how much they win and buy, they're going to Yeah, I was thinking that. I was like, okay, the Browns are going to fuck this up somehow. And then the score kept getting like closer and closer. And I was like, yep, they're going to Falcons it. But they never did. <laughs> yeah, man, they didn't Browns it. I'm no, happy. they didn't Falcons it. They Probably didn't Falcons it. You, that's, that's the phrase now, Falcons it, because nobody fucks it up like the Falcons. You're right. You're right. <laughs> the uh, I I mean they're gonna get smoked this week. I so. don't. Know. I don't know. But let's just run through the games and I'll tell you what what I think. Like, you got the Rams and okay. Packers playing first. If Aaron Donald was yeah. healthy, I would say 
that the Rams have a chance of, at winning this game. Oh, Aaron Donald. He, he may good. say he's, he's, he's good, good, but he got go. a rib injury. That's not going to weigh anytime soon. I mean, he's I'm sure he's gonna play. He's he might be on a, on a pitch count. He's gonna play, but he's gonna be in pain the whole time. I mean, a pitch count ain't gonna help him with rib injury. <laughs> <laughs> if, your, if your ribs hurt, they're gonna hurt. I don't think he's gonna be as effective as he could be if his ribs didn't hurt. So Okay. I mean, his breathing is going yeah. to suck the breathing. And then not to mention, he's going to have offensive linemen punching him in the ribs all game. And I I think the Packers are going to yeah. pull this one out, even though they picked up a left tackle because of Bakhtiari Torres ACL. They picked up a left tackle to protect Aaron Rodgers, and that motherfucker caught COVID. You didn't hear about that? Jared, they picked up Jared Veldier from the Colts. The, the Colts. Oh yeah, because that was the yeah. guy who was gonna play. And he got two COVID. Postseason in one season. So oh, damn. I think I think the, the Packers are gonna pull this one out. Uh, you know, next after that, the Ravens and the Bills play. I think the, I think Josh Allen is gonna like this like the game up. I think I think the Bills are gonna blow them out. I don't yeah, I think the Bills are gonna blow them out too. Yeah, you're right. Oh, it's gonna be nasty, I think so. man. I like I like I like the Bills. I don't like them to go to the Super Bowl, but I like the Bills. Okay, what you got? Next, next? is the Browns and the Chiefs. You you said the Chiefs are gonna beat them. <laughs> nah, yeah, I don't. I don't know, them. man. I think because the Chiefs don't have a good defense. That's their Achilles' heel. They don't have a good defense. In particular, they have a terrible run defense. And what do the Chiefs like to do? They like to run the ball down your fucking throat. And who do the Browns have? I mean, sorry, who who what the what the Browns like to do? They like to run the ball. And who do the Browns have? They have Kareem Hunt, who used to play for the Chiefs. So that's gonna be a revenge yeah. game in the playoffs. Imagine how how bad he wants to win that game. Did you hear the story about the night of the Super Bowl? Kareem Hunt got pulled over, and uh, he was clearly drunk and high, or he was under the influence of something. And the police body cam just had him <laughs> crying, and he was pretty much like, "Yeah, man, like that should be me on TV." Like it, he got pulled over in Cleveland because he played his last what eight games in Cleveland last year, and then just Super Bowl night he was he was just he was just fucking out of it, you know. His, the team he played for is finna win the Super Bowl, and I'm not playing in it. He just fucking <laughs> lost it. I mean, it could have been him. I mean, <laughs> I am of the opinion that people deserve second chances. I think Ray Rice should have gotten a second chance when he did what he did. You know, the team only yeah, – the, the the Ravens only released him because there was a video. If that was a video, they would have they, – they were prepared to do absolutely nothing to Ray Rice. Well, because they knew what, they knew about it well before the video came out. They had already known about it. So, yeah, that video – I mean, you can't keep somebody once a video comes out. Like, you just can't keep them. No matter how bad you want them, you can't keep them unless – well – I was about to say unless they're Bill, they're Ben Roethlisberger, but he didn't have the video come out. <laughs> Wasn't he accused of rape like twice? I don't know about. Tw- uh, I I think there was like this Donald Trump thing. He grabbed somebody by the pussy in a bar or something like that. No, I think there was this thing. It was the Stormy Daniels thing. I think and um, Donald Trump, they him, Donald Trump, and Stormy Daniels were at a party wait, or something. Wait, like that. Stormy God, Daniels, Ben Roethlisberger, and Donald Trump were at a party. Wow, what a, that sounds like a great joke, doesn't it? 
<laughs> but I think that's what happened. And Trump went somewhere and was like, hey, Big Ben, you know, hang out with her and then send her to my room a little bit later. Something like that. And I, and I I really shouldn't be saying something like this because I, I don't really know exactly what I'm saying, but I feel like I'm close to it. He was just kind of like, hang out with Big Ben here. And then Big Ben, you send her to my room a little bit later. I'm going to have to figure that out. Because I just so, put that so on the airways. Not she, Stormy no, Daniels would rather be with Donald Trump than Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, I mean, I mean, yeah. this is a this is a weird story. So he, so Ben, ben Roethlisberger allegedly did something to Stormy Daniels. I don't know if he did anything. I just know he was. Something happened. He was. Kind of, it was kind of like a wingman or something. <laughs> that is Donald funny. Trump. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, what other what other games you got? Uh, last is the Buccaneers and the Saints. I think the Buccaneers are going home after this one. I just, I, like I said last week, I just don't. The Saints just, first of all, they're they're like the James Harden Rockets. They they're just, I can't keep, I can't watch them, and I think. I've been a Brady hater for like 15 years, and now I'm a now I'm a freaking believer, and I just think he's gonna beat him. He's gonna beat him this time. I know they I know they got whooped the first two times they played him, but I just think he's gonna beat him. Do you think they're gonna go to the Super Bowl? The Bucks? No, I think it's gonna be Green Bay. I think because so what I was saying before the playoffs started, there are only like three teams in the NFL who could beat the Chiefs. The Packers, the Seahawks, and what the what makes Bills. you think the Packers can beat the Chiefs? They don't really have a defense. They just have Aaron Rodgers. Simply, simply because Aaron Rodgers can pull a game out of his ass. Simply because Aaron Rodgers can pull a game out of his ass. And I said I just said the Bills. I didn't mean the Bills. I mean the Buccaneers. Packers. Uh yeah, Packers, Seahawks, and and Buccaneers because simply because their quarterbacks can pull a game out of their ass when they feel when they when they want to. I don't know if you remember like there was the I want to say it's the twenty fifteen playoffs and the Packers weren't even all that good. I think they were like a six seed. Well, they made it week sixteen. They got the asses caved in by the Cardinals. I think they lost like thirty three to six or something like that. It was bad, and then. They played in the wild card game. And I remember because I was in the cabin um, watching this game and the whole game, I'm like, damn, this game is close. And then that's the game Aaron Rodgers threw a fourth and 22 bullet that got a first down. And then another fourth down, he threw a Hail Mary in the end zone and they tied the game up. Do you remember uh, that? No, I don't remember that game. I remember that game. It was Cardinal. It was 20. Yeah, and – same thing, man. Aaron Rodgers just be pulling games out of his ass sometimes. And so does Russell Wilson, and so does Tom Brady. And I just think if 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 those three teams played against the Chiefs, they would have a chance. But those are the only three teams that I think would have a chance. You don't think the Saints have a chance? No, I, I don't think the Saints are all that good, to be honest. I just really don't. They got their asses handed to them by the Raiders. I I just don't think they're that good, and maybe it's just because I hate the Saints. So You're from Louisiana. How do you hate the Saints? 
dude, I will tell I've I've been I tell people this all the time, man. Until like 2006, nobody liked the Saints. Like they they would have like 10,000 people at their games. People wearing paper bags over their heads and stuff. It did not get until the Saints and they had that Katrina year where they were playing their games in New York. And they played games in Baton Rouge and Wait, shit. Wait, they played and New York. You sure, what, you sure it wasn't in Houston? No, they played a home game in New York against the Giants. Because they had to play the Giants that week. What? So, like, they That, that they season that, that, season that the, Hurricane uh, Katrina messed up the Superdome, they played. They pretty much didn't play in New Orleans at all. They played in the Astrodome, right? I... I, I I would have to confirm that. I, I'm sure they did, but I know they played they played games in Baton Rouge. They played games at Tiger Stadium, and they had a home game against the Giants. And instead of them trying to figure out where they were playing, they're just like, "Why don't we just play in New York and call the Saints the home team?" But um, and then the next season they got Drew Brees, and they were really damn good. And then next thing you know, Saints fans just started crawling out of the motherfucking bushes and shit. But that's when. Like my dad, my dad is a diehard Saints fan, and I don't even mean to call him out, but he's a diehard Saints fan now. He's got season tickets, but that motherfucker wasn't going to no Saints game till like 2015. Like Saints games, they say, I mean, Saints fans, they crawled from behind trees. Nobody actually <laughs> liked the Saints 15 years ago. So, yeah, I, I I found a new I found a team I found my team in like two thousand, and I've been rolling with them since. So yeah, fuck fuck the Saints, man. I don't like the mother. I don't like them either, just because I'm a Falcons fan. But when I was going to school in Mississippi State, I think this was before NFL Sunday Ticket was everything. So every Sunday I turn on the TV. Who do I see playing? Then fucking New Orleans Saints, <laughs> because it. Oh yeah, 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 they were they were original team. Yeah, because yeah, Mississippi Saints. don't have a team. Closest team is in New Orleans, so I kind of gained an appreciation for the Saints, but it's still fuck the Saints. Yeah, fuck all that. <laughs> all right, man. Anything? Any last words before we roll out of there? I just said that like you're about to die or something, man. What you gotta say before you roll out? Before we roll. Out? Um. Kyrie Irving is a team cancer. <laughs> You're gonna put your name on that. Kyrie Irving is a team cancer. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I would like to say to all the What's Brewing fans, I know that season two sounds a lot different than season one, and it's a lot more sportsy. But you know what? Um, I have been a big, big, big sports nerd since I was, like, eight. Like, I stopped watching Disney Channel and all that shit, and I was watching ESPN and stuff, and I am a lot more comfortable talking about sports in this way than I was talking about anything else. Like, I would love to talk, you know, hookup stories and talk about a bunch of other things, but, you know, this is fun. I, You know what we had? We had the last episode had 39 listens no episode one had 39 listeners and it wasn't nearly as much as season one's that average like 100 or something like that and i legitimately did not give a fuck because i love what i'm doing right here which is talking talking about sports and 
hanging out, man. And hopefully y'all keep on supporting us. And on that note, we is out. Catch y'all later.